Welcome to Uncomfortable, the podcast that has comfortable conversations around uncomfortable topics. Hello and welcome to the next episode of Uncomfortable, the podcast. My name is Debbie Roach. I am your host for this episode. And today I'm going to be chatting with podcaster and actor Jade Pattenden about overcoming bullying. Jade is the host of I'm an Adult, Now What?, a podcast aimed at anyone who's trying to find their way as an adult. She works in Vancouver, BC as an actor, background actor and model. Jade is a biracial immigrant who spent the first half of her life in Scotland, so we have something in common, before moving to Canada. And like most of us, through trial and error, she has slowly been navigating adulthood and feels it's important to process childhood traumas in order to move forward into a healthy adult life. Now, as always, there is some strong language in this episode, so when you are listening, I do recommend that you pop on those headphones. Thanks so much for joining me on Uncomfortable. Of course. The podcast. It's kind of nice to have someone who I know grew up in Scotland yeah. and uh, has a little bit of the accent, so it's not just me. Yeah. <laughs> Mine is so faded, though. Oh, I don't but know. I think by the end of this conversation, it may have. It might come out more. Totally. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I was really happy when I met you at the Vancouver Podcast Festival and. I was like, oh, she's Scottish. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, I'd actually listened to your podcast um, and it was a couple of episodes. The first one, I didn't pick up on it at all. Yeah. And then the second one, I was like, is she like from Newfoundland or something? Because there's funny little, I don't know, Scottishisms, the way we say things, like you would roll your R's sometimes or the way you would say a word. And I'm yeah. like, that's really weird. And then I don't know if I was like poking around or read your bio or you said something like you grew up in Scotland. And I was like, ah. <laughs> no, it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> it totally makes sense. So awesome. Well, you know, on that note, tell us a little bit about your podcast before we get into our topic today. Right. Um. Well, I guess... I started it because of my sister so basically I would read these like self-help books and then I was like so excited about it that I would go and tell her like oh my god I read this and it was just something that helps you like think in a new way about yourself and kind of like helps you grow in some way and like self-reflect and she was like this is really helpful like if you had a podcast or something like you could kind of broadcast that to more people and I think it would help and then I thought about it more and then um also just when I left high school and was becoming an adult my podcast is called I'm an adult now what um, <laughs> which is the best name ever yeah because it's literally like how I felt right just felt really lost and um everyone kind of was taking like conventional paths of like I'm gonna go to university and become like a pharmacist or whatever and I just wasn't drawn to that and I just felt like there's something wrong with me for not wanting to take that path and I did try and take that path and I was just miserable and then 
I left university and it was just basically the reason like the thing that helped me was talking to random people of different ages and they would just tell me like their life story and like how they ended up in the career that they're in that was like super random and just hearing those stories brought me so much comfort and knowing that like you might think you have a plan but it might not work out and then you have to kind of figure it out and just wing it right yep um and so story of my life (laughs) yeah and so basically like anyone and everyone can be a guest on it because everyone's story has value to somebody out there right yeah so I I love that (laughs) and I mean I get it too you know it's it's hard growing up and you're kind of told that you have to go to university or you have to go to college and you have to find this career path in what you're maybe like 16 17 18 years old which is such a young age to make a decision like that yeah like you're deciding for the rest of your life yes it's like I know, I know. And it's like you come into adulthood and you just haven't been prepared for, you know, by the school system at all. Yeah. Um, You know, unless you want to be a mathematician or a scientist, you know, or a doctor or nurse. Yeah. They don't really prepare you that well for, you know, adulthood. So I love your podcast, everybody. (laughs) Check it out. It's on on iTunes. I know that. And probably most of the other. It is. Yeah. It's on most. Yeah, most streaming platforms. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> so, Jade, you had um, wanted to talk about bullying yeah. specifically. And I know that, like me, you grew up in Scotland. And I obviously love my home country, but I know that kids there can be really mean. Adults there can be really mean. Sorry, <laughs> Scottish friends who are listening to this. But um, it you know it can be um a pretty difficult country when it comes to bullying and and racism especially so i'm just curious to know like about your upbringing and and living there and when the bullying started um yeah so i think i think for a personal standpoint i think like bullying was less severe for me versus like my sisters but Mm -hmm. as a family unit it was like we experienced racism so um there's like a few events that kind of stick out to me but um I don't know if I was in school yet but there was one incident where somebody wrote like monkey on our driveway Mm -hmm. this was in Edinburgh Mm -hmm. and um we had to get security cameras because of that and I think someone wrote like go back to Africa or something like that too like just things like that um but otherwise like daily living wasn't so bad but then like in school the thing is like Um, you always get picked on for what makes you different, right? Yeah. And so for that, it just happened to be my race that made me really different from most kids, right? But, like, I'm not saying that, like, bullying just happened to me because I was black. Like, there was friends that got bullied or other people who got bullied and they were white, but they would just get bullied for what made them different Mm -hmm. in that context, right? And I also just think, like, looking back, I'm like, you have to remember that there were kids too that were bullying you right yeah. and it's like think of all the shit that you said when you were a kid and you're like i was a fucking idiot like, <laughs> yeah. am i allowed to swear on this yes oh okay. <laughs> so, like you know right. what i mean it's like um you're like wow you think so differently and like i think about um say like my mom's really religious and it's like you take on what your parents believe mm-hmm. when you're a kid right but then now as an adult I'm like I don't really believe in the same thing she believes in and that I was taught like my outlook changed yeah so I kind of look back and think like would those people who believe me still think the same way now like they might not 
Yeah, it's so, interesting. Have you ever, and I mean, I'm assuming probably not because you did move, yeah. but have you ever come in contact with any of those people? And if so, how did that go? Um, yeah, I have had a few people kind of like message me like once I moved to Canada and they were just, I don't know, it was like random messages, like small talk or yeah. something, like nothing had happened kind of thing. Mm. Um, or like I went back last September and I saw like this guy who like bullied me when I was a kid just like walking in the small town that I lived in in the yeah. countryside <laughs> and I was like what is life like he just I was driving past and I just saw him yeah. and it's just like I don't know if he's still like the same kind of person or not but I'm not going to hold a grudge towards him because wow. really that yeah. just affects me <laughs> like he might not even be thinking about the stuff he said to me when I was a kid right yeah. so I think like letting that go is like very important for yourself because yeah. You don't want to carry that, like, bitterness or sadness into your adulthood. Yeah, that's, I, I mean, very incredibly wise because so many people are traumatized by things like bullying and not mm -hmm. even, you know, there's cases where it's like, yeah, I was bullied because this person said this or did this to me on a regular basis. But sometimes even just something someone said to you once yeah. can kind of go on and you can carry that for a lifetime oh, yeah. right mm -hmm. but you know just the point that you're making is that you're the one who ends up carrying that yeah no yeah. one else yeah it's really hard because it's like it's really hard to let it go and it takes a lot of like self-reflection and working on yourself and whatnot because it is like you know someone says one comment and you hold on to that for the next like 10 years of your yeah. life like that's heavy and they want you know like they forget about the next day but it stays with you and I think, like, you just put so much weight into, like, what your classmates have to say about you, which is a shame because yeah. it's, like, they don't even really know you. They're just making a quick judgment, right? Totally. So it's hard, yeah. But I think um, I never was physically bullied. Mm -hmm. It was always verbal. But I do think that words can cut deeper than, like, physical stuff, too. But obviously yeah. being physically bullied is horrible, and I think that's really traumatizing. Yeah. in itself too yeah did you ever um you know talk to an adult whether it was someone at school or a parent or just someone that you trusted about what was going on no I never did and I think it would have helped a lot yeah what held <laughs> yeah. you back do you think I think I was like kind of embarrassed about like whatever they were bullying me about or you know like mm -hmm. it was like oh like I had a mustache when I was a kid and it's like you don't have the resources to like go deal with that like it's just you know yeah. I hit puberty sooner than other people and like people would point that out and I'm like I don't know what to do about it so I just would kind of like forget about it like yeah. I would try and not think about what they said because I was like if I bring it up to somebody I'm like reliving it and I didn't want to like readdress it I just kind of wanted to let it happen, push it aside, and then like forget about it yeah, until the next it, day. You hope that it goes away. Yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. So, what did you do? Because you've you've mentioned that you're big into kind of self help books yeah. and resources. What did you do to eventually, you know, let go? And I'm assuming somewhat maybe forgive or just let go of of that trauma. I think there was a quote that I read once and it literally like made me stop in my tracks and I was like, holy shit. Um, but it was, um, I forget the exact wording of it, but it was basically like when you realize that like how people treat you is a reflection of how they feel inside. 
then you'll cease to react to all. Wow. And it's like, that just made me be like, whoa. Because I feel like when you get bullied, you're thinking so much in about yourself and you're so in your own head, right? Yeah. Like you're thinking like, oh, this is what's wrong with me or this is what makes me ugly or whatever. So you're just always so focused on that. But then like the minute I stopped to be like, oh, wait, well, what's going on in that person's head? And then I'd kind of try and be like, they can't be happy if they're coming at me like that. Yeah. So there must be something more going on. And it never excuses the behavior of that person. Like, they should never be putting that out there. But it just helps you realize that, like, it's not about your worth. It's how they feel about themselves. Yeah, which is a huge realization yeah. to come to. I don't know if you've ever read the work of Louise Hay. I have, yeah. Um, you can heal yourself. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes. I think um, a lot of her books really helped me yeah. see that. Um, I'm a big Louise Hay fan. And, you know, and I do think back, I was never, you know, physically um, bullied, picked on on the odd occasion. Yeah. But the things that I did feel that I sometimes held on to, little stupid comments that mm. some school kids said to me this one time because my trainers weren't Nike or, you know, yeah. how kids pick on you for not having brands or whatever. Totally. Those kind of things. Um, It was, you know, just what was going on in that kid's life that he felt... Mm-hmm. that having branded you know runners yeah. was the thing that he had to have in order to have some sort of status right and just kind of thinking on those terms and not holding it against that kid who's now a grown man probably with kids of his own true yeah you know and has moved on and probably can't even remember right that comment mm-hmm. that he made so it's like just kind of thinking what was going on in that person's yeah life I think it helps you, like, unravel it as an adult. But, like, again, at the time when you hear that comment, your world is... It feels so small, like, you know, like, your world is school and then, like, going home. So if you have a shit home life and then you go to school and that shit, too, like, everything just feels so overwhelming and has so much weight in your emotions, too, right? Yeah. And you're not really taught to, like, deal with it. And I was actually going to ask you, like, what you think about Scotland in terms of, like, mental health because I feel like people there don't really discuss their feelings like ever not at all I don't, and again Scottish friends who listen to this I love you but yeah it's I mean I always feel like coming to Vancouver was something I had to do for my own mental health and right. you know I love my family dearly and are definitely a lot better now but even my parents kind of struggled to open up and that was Mm -hmm. a reflection of their upbringing too right right? so it's been ingrained generation after generation there yeah to kind of not talk about your feelings you don't do that because it makes people uncomfortable yeah whereas i feel like if we just you know did talk about it then it wouldn't be uncomfortable because we would have you know destigmatized that and it would be a normal thing to do and i do see things changing yeah definitely but I still feel like it's harder and maybe and it might just be me. Yeah. But it's harder for me over there to kind of be this open person yeah. than it is here. Oh yeah. yeah. I feel that too. Yeah. And yeah, don't get me wrong, I love Scotland. I think Scottish <laughs> people are like some of the funniest people in the yes, world. They are. <laughs> and, a lot of fun. 
And it's like, I hate dragging, like, when I talk about bullying, I hate, like, I always feel the need to clarify, like, Scotland's a great place. Mm-hmm. It's filled with great people. Just because there was, like, five people that bullied me when I was a kid doesn't mean yeah. the other people in my class weren't great. I grew up with great people. I'm still yeah. friends with the people I made when yeah. I lived there, you know? But it's just, there obviously will be people who are going to be the bad apples in the yeah. bunch. And I mean, yeah. I also, it's it's kind of, you know, hard to compare because that was your childhood and that mm-hmm. could even be a, something that's happening for children who are growing up in Canada. Oh, yeah. You know, um, I tend to find though, and this could honestly just be because we live in the kind of hippie West Coast <laughs> with a bit more of a relaxed uh, lifestyle, but I tend to find kids here are a lot kinder mm-hmm. Um. And I, I don't know if the school system here is different. I'm not entirely sure because I don't have kids going through, so I, I can't really compare. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just curious for the day to come when I have children to see how the school system here differs than it does in the UK. I was right. also raised Catholic. Okay. Um, so, of course, even more boundaries and, you know, guilt set upon you for things. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so yeah, there's some wonderful people there and it's great, but I do tend to find, I think, just as the generations have gone on over there to be more open and to talk about your feelings is, yeah, not something that's done as much as it is here. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm curious to know on that note, when you did, like, how old were you when you moved to Canada? And did you find um, a difference? Were people here, you know, less likely to pick on you or bully you? Or did you experience the same kind of thing here? Um, I feel like when I moved to Saskatoon is where I moved to. um, Because I feel like it's important to clarify. (laughs) Because I feel like Vancouver is so different from like Chilliwack, right? Like I had a friend who grew up in like Hope and she was like really badly bullied. Mm -hmm. And then I have friends who grew up in Vancouver and they were fine. Or it's just like a different type of bullying, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, it was Saskatoon. And I kind of feel like the tables kind of turned because I kind of, like I wasn't really bullied anymore. Um, The only experience I had was people were like oh well you're in Canada now so you should talk like us because I would say like I don't know butter and they were like it's butter like and I was like whoa okay this is very aggressive so it was just kind of like that was the only thing I kind of experienced was people being like kind of they're kind of like almost annoyed that I had an accent and I didn't talk like they did yeah and they would constantly be like it's this it's butter not butter and like I'm like what the hell but anyway that's not that bad because I was like whatever I like my accent or I went through my whole thing with the accent thing but for the most part I liked my accent but um a lot of people have Scottish heritage too right yeah so I think because of that people were like oh you're Scottish like I'm Scottish like and then they just wanted to hear your like you talk so there's like a mixture of things but for the most part it was like people were pretty nice to me and they were like, oh, we're expecting like a redhead's kind of butch girl with like, <laughs> with a kilt. like, And then I showed up and they're like, oh, you're black. OK. Like, <laughs> I, know. I know. It is. You know, it's, it's so funny you say that because when I first came here, I was on a working holiday visa. Yeah. And um, I was working in Roots on Robson Street. So we would get a lot of tourists as well. And then obviously a lot of Canadians, too. And you would get the people who were like, yeah, yeah I'm Scottish, too. And they would chat to you. <laughs> And tell you what clan they were from and it was really interesting because I grew up in a town that was very white okay. like I'm not even sure there was any people of colour that 
ever went to my school i think there was someone who may have had asian parents i think that was the only one i remember Mm -hmm. so when i was here i got so used to you know there being such a diverse population in canada so people from all different backgrounds but speaking in a canadian accent or speaking maybe like english as a second language right um that this one day this woman um whose you know background family background must have been asian but she'd lived in scotland for years came in with a full scottish accent and it was just quite funny to kind of be like oh yeah (laughs) i don't expect that yeah totally yeah that's so funny yeah so i can see yeah when people think of people from scotland they're like incredibly you know like peely wally as we would say peely wally white (laughs) (laughs) i don't have the beautiful red hair unfortunately but many of them do yeah (laughs) it's so funny so when you um got here and you kind of went on your journey of self-help books Mm -hmm. were there any particular um books or resources or videos that really spoke to you um, you know, I think it kind of started when I was in Scotland, mm. um, but I would watch uh, That's So Raven, the Disney show. Oh, um, okay. And just, like, Beyonce being, like, you know, a big artist. She still yeah. is, but yeah. back then, you know, she was a big artist. And then there was also, like, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air would play on the TV there. And I just was thinking about it, and I'm like, if I didn't have those shows, like, in the media... I think it would have turned out so different Mm -hmm. because it's like you're being told that the things that are different about you is like ugly, you know, by your classmates, which is like your entire world. Mm -hmm. And then like I would go home and like my mom would make comments about herself and be like, oh, like I'm not beautiful and stuff like that. And it's just it's kind of like, oh, does anyone think black people are (laughs) like good looking at all or what? And then um, to watch TV and see like really strong like women too but like just characters in general and like people like who are you know like actual singers and stuff that meant so much to me like having a black girl in the sugar babes like I was like oh my god (laughs) like stuff like that it was just like nice to see that there are people out there who are like really talented doing super well um are you know well liked and they're so confident like it was just so nice to see that because it's like oh like people out there must think they're you know not worthless because they're on tv or like here i am watching them like live their best life like that meant a lot to me yeah that's why i think representation is really important that's what i was going to say it just shows you the importance like you know you watch a tv show you don't necessarily think it might have an impact on someone but like little do you know just having one character of color or one character who is gay or one character who is has a disability yeah um can really make a difference for the people who are living that in their lives and they don't feel represented especially you were in a country that was you know what probably 90 something percent Mm -hmm. white people very small population um of you know immigrants yeah totally so um so that being said like you are now in the kind of film and tv world yeah yourself (laughs) which is awesome so there's (laughs) going to be more (laughs) representation yeah do you still feel like there could be more representation in the film industry like what would your kind of vision be if you know what, what would you like to see um, I think I would really like to see other ethnicities be represented because um, being black in Hollywood you have a big advantage versus like other ethnicities um, so 
they always want to make it look like America. There's a high African American mm-hmm. population in America, so like that they constantly hire black people to fill up like the background or actors. But then for other ethnicities, like if you're East Indian or Chinese or Korean or Fijian, like these random yeah. races, like you're not really seen as much. And I just like I can't imagine being like a young kid of like a really specific, unique race and then not seeing myself on tv like that would just be like the weirdest thing to not see anyone right i feel like that's what needs to change and i recently watched um parasite the korean Mm -hmm. movie yeah and i was so into it and i was like this is so refreshing because i don't really see koreans on tv they're killing it like everything was so great the cinematography the acting like everything was so well done and i was like this is so refreshing and i think this is what Hollywood needs. Yeah, and it was really awesome that they got the Oscar yeah. for that. I have to admit, I found the movie so bizarre, <laughs> but like it was so bizarre, it kept me hooked. Yeah, to the right? end. and afterwards, I was like, I don't really know how I feel <laughs> about that, but yeah. I absolutely loved like the acting was fabulous. I mean, the storyline was just kind of for me batshit crazy, yeah, but I think oh, yeah. that's what was the attraction. <laughs> yeah. Um. So to see them get the Oscar was was awesome, and I yeah. think um what I I'd love to see is more indigenous actors. Yes. Um. Yeah. For sure, in, in Hollywood, I think that's something they really need to to work on, oh, and yeah. hopefully we start to see that change like within the film industry do you ever see um kind of any bullying going on in that world like what is that world like because it's something i don't really know much about other than having a partner in that world too right. but i don't live it how is it um i think bullying happens every day on film sets yeah. um there's definitely a hierarchy and um this happens in all jobs though mm-hmm. you know like in offices in retail in film it like everyone feels the need to exercise their power on everyone who's below them in the food chain right and so bullying happens all the time and it's really frustrating and I feel like some people they don't care at all like they just brush off and then others get really bothered by it I think I kind of sit in the middle yeah (laughs) um because it's very draining like yeah I bet and it's it's long and not only like being bullied on top of being in an industry that has incredibly long hours is yeah. very demanding on you know their actors yeah that's you know that in itself is enough and then people being bullied on top of that is just something that doesn't need to happen oh yeah so you you kind of say you're like in the middle you it doesn't necessarily affect you too much like what kind of work have you done on yourself to get there um i mean i have my tattoo which is a new earth <laughs> by Eckhart Tolle I'm always going on about it yeah. but it just made such an impact in my life because um it's about like egos and um again it comes down to like if you can understand why someone does something it helps you react less yeah. like emotionally yeah. and so that after I read that it really like switched things for me because I went to work and I was like oh I can see it like I can see why that assistant director is just being an asshole it's because like he's unhappy mm-hmm. and he feels like you know the one chance he gets to flex his power is at work so he's doing it to us and it's not about us it's yeah. again about himself so it just kind of makes you be like Ugh. and you also <laughs> don't know the pressure that he might be under yeah right which is kind of also causing him yeah. to kind of 
you know lash out at people and yeah and stuff like that so yeah it's i guess trying to be empathetic perhaps yeah yeah definitely i think if you don't have empathy like you'll not be having a good time in life yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that's i think that's the problem with the world really is yeah. um we don't take the time to understand each other more on a human level we just take the behavior and react to it yeah. and it just causes chaos really yeah. so i find the way that i deal with it is just kind of um i'll say something but i say it as calmly as possible um and it gives nothing for them to kind of like bounce back and have it turn into this big argument of just like fire versus fire it's yeah. like you throw fire at me i'm gonna say something like listen i understand that you want me to do this you don't need to talk to me like that i can get the job done without you speaking to me that way yeah and it, what's what's usually the reaction of the person the nor i've never had someone come at me with like a fiery attitude because if you just remain calm i can feel like i want to explode on the inside yeah. like with my anger but on the outside i'm just kind of like like so calm that they're like what and it just i think it throws people off and normally they just kind of were like okay because it's like they're thrown off so they're yeah. just kind of like and you're not i'm not trying to attack them i'm just saying like you know if you want me to do a cross p past your camera you don't have to grab me and push me yeah you could just say do a cross or tap me on the shoulder like it doesn't have to be so aggressive yeah it's like what are you gonna say back to that like no actually i'd rather manhandle you and you know go against all the bullying and harassment guidelines that they say every day on set yeah which is very interesting because they literally have this bullying and harassment yeah like kind of textbook guideline and you're signing off each time you work on a set saying like you will not do those things and then you actually go on set and people are breaking so many of those wow. rules but i did notice that after the me too movement thing happened um i do think that they sharpened up on mm. um how they deal with um like situations that happen on set yeah and which you, is great it's been a lot better since then i think so yeah, yeah. i just think it's more like now that it's public that things mm -hmm. go on on film sets they're like oh shit like if we let this happen on our film set and it gets out it will make us look bad so it's it's fucked up but it's more like a branding thing like we don't want to tarnish our, our yeah brand. this is not really the right reason to do it but you yeah. know it's it's at least it's being done yeah yeah because it's more like you know the world now knows so it's like we're not putting up with this shit it's basically yeah. the mentality now right yeah. like it's like people aren't putting up with that the people who've spoken out they're like i'm not putting up with this anymore we've put up with it for like what 50 years yeah. now i'm not putting up with it and then other people are on board so you can't really fight that as producers or whatever yeah. on sets like you kind of have to go with it yeah so there's like a change to make that not be the norm anymore like the treatment on set of harassing women mm -hmm. and harassing men too don't get me wrong but you know what i mean it's like that's becoming stigmatized mm -hmm. and it's not going to be normal yeah in and a bit. it's good because then you know people aren't afraid to kind of go and make complaints or talk to i guess their unions perhaps or something that something went on yeah and set right it's making it easier for people to step forward which yeah which, you know thankfully those movements have made a huge huge difference yeah now what advice would you give to someone who you know feels like they're being bullied picked on whether it's at work or it's a kid at school mm -hmm. you know if someone had to come to you and say that this was happening to them what would you tell them 
Um, I think, honestly, like, I think from a perspective of you don't always have control over, like, you know, stopping the bully. Um, I think the only thing you can change is how you react to it. Um, and I think for a kid who's getting bullied and they feel like they can't speak to someone, like, how I dealt with it was I put my thoughts into, like, my hobbies. So I would read a lot of books and I would... I, I took up knitting like my grand taught me how to like cook and knit and yeah. like do pottery and some yeah. shit like that um so that's where I put like my mental power mm-hmm. instead of if I didn't have hobbies I would have been like sitting there and you know dwelling on the things that somebody had said and letting it snowball like let my thoughts just snowball into like worse and worse thoughts so I just kind of distracted myself yeah. I don't think that's the healthiest option but when you don't have resources to kind of learn how to process things properly and you don't grow up in that environment I think it's kind of a better choice mm-hmm. is t- because then you're kind of working on yourself and you're building up skills and you're building up knowledge and that's something that you can use later on in life and I think the biggest advice I would give to someone who's younger is like all the things that you're picked on is things that make you different and the weirdest thing is when you become an adult and those become your best assets and like what people love about you yeah. And that's the beautiful transition of becoming an adult, I think. Yeah, and I mean, a lot of the time when it comes to bullying, someone will bully someone. It's je- There's jealousy there, mm-hmm. you know. It's it's something that that child, per- human, you know, adult, whoever, mm-hmm. um, maybe wants in their life and, yeah. you know, can't express that or they're just jealous because someone's you know quote unquote better looking or has nicer hair or you know just whatever it is they just pick on them because they want them to feel bad and feel down on themselves Mm. because that person feels that way yeah themselves totally so it's just it's a hard thing for a child to comprehend that and understand that yeah um but it would be great if they you know kind of realize that yeah what makes them different is actually a beautiful beautiful thing yeah and to you know embrace that mm-hmm. as much as they can yeah, yeah. and it's kind of like it's one of those things when you hear it when you're a kid you're like oh whatever like that's <laughs> not true but it's just like i don't know have some faith in if someone's telling you that like have yeah. some faith in that um that eventually it will turn into something that is seen as a positive and you know like just if you know that you have good intentions and that you're a good person like that's such a great thing hold on to that too and yeah just I don't know life gets easier when you get older things are within your control I think if you surround yourself with good friends who see the good qualities in you and can remind you of that like that's a great thing as well um and yeah again it's like there's so much deeper meaning to like why things are happening Like, it could be, like, if someone made fun of your shoes and they're, like, they're not Nikes. And it's, like, well, I don't know. They might see you rocking your, like, non-Nike shoes and you're so (laughs) confident until they say that comment. And then you're, like, Mm -hmm. oh, doubting yourself. But they might have been jealous of, like, how you didn't give a fuck about what your shoes looked like. And they feel the need to, like, take you down a notch by making a nasty comment. Or it could be, like, they see that you have a great relationship with your mom who drops you off at school every day and they don't have that, so they're just going to pick on anything that they can. Like, it's just... The mental games are wild, but... I know. You don't understand that when you're a kid? Like... (laughs) You don't. And I wonder, and I mean, I don't have the answer to this, but, like, I just wonder what could be done at a younger 
age mm-hmm. to make kids understand that whether it be in addition to like the school system yeah you know like what would you if you had to kind of go back in time what would you want kind of the school to to or even like your parents to talk to you about to make you kind of more understanding of why bullying happens and that it's you know not the end of the world because back when you're a kid it's pretty much the end of the world when things like that happen yeah i don't know i've been wondering this myself but i think even just like you know like the whole concept of emotional intelligence Mm. like maybe a class that just touches on that and just talks about like human emotions and what causes them and how to deal with them and just having open conversations like I don't know, even if there was, like, um, a guidance counsellor, you know, like, you see that on, like, mm-hmm. American TV, where it's, like, go talk to the guidance counsellor. It's, like, if that was a requirement for every student and you had a slot of time where you just left your class or, like, I don't know, it was maybe a half-hour session at the end of the day and they just went through the cycles of kids and had multiple yeah. counsellors for, you know, that everyone got their turn, like, pretty frequently. Yeah. I think that would be incredible. I think that would change the game. I know. It's like, you know, kind of almost making some sort of therapy mandatory. Yeah. Which I don't think would be a bad thing. No. At all. Um, You know, I've talked openly in the past about going to therapy and that I really love it. And yeah. I, it's something I want to go back to. Mm-hmm. Um, But I just think it's such an amazing tool to have someone who is a professional to kind of guide you through issues. Even sometimes when you don't realize yeah. how much something is having an impact on you and mm-hmm. often when they help you come to that realization yeah. it helps you kind of open your world and and make changes or, or grow in a yeah. better way totally yeah yeah i think that would be a wonderful thing i think so too we'll see if that ever happens yeah well <laughs> just even you know like i was listening to your podcast mm-hmm. and you were talking about therapy and then i started going like not long after but it was just like even just hearing you talk about it helped me be like yeah like it's not a big deal to go you know yeah. it's just like going to the gym but you're going to like a brain gym like, to work <laughs> exactly. your your brain out you know like and to figure those things out because things you like I think you think you're fine and then something will happen and it triggers that event where you were bullied when you were seven years old yeah. and all of a sudden you're just like overwhelmed and I don't think it has to get to that point but it's because you haven't really processed it properly yeah. and sometimes the only person who can help you is a professional who understands exactly how the brain works and I can't express enough how hard I've tried to understand myself and I've gotten to a pretty good place. But then I was like, I know that I can't elevate this further unless I go to a professional. Yeah. Because once I started going, she would say things about like just how basics of how the brain works or how the brain processes memories and stuff like that. And it like blows my mind. And I'm like, oh my God, like it all makes sense. Like, And it just makes you understand some of the patterns that you have, the things that you do, the way you cope with certain situations. Yeah. Um, Yeah, like you say, it's just having that professional kind of talk you through things. And, And especially when maybe you do something that you think is not quote unquote normal and that they will actually, you know, help you realize that yeah this is a common thing that happens to people it's not just you you're not alone yeah totally because in situations where you're getting bullied in situations where you're you know 
in a workplace and not being treated fairly, you can often just feel completely isolated. Yeah. And have no one to talk to. Mm-hmm. And even though you may have people to talk to, it can be hard to open up to people that you care about and that you love. Yeah. Whereas opening up to someone who's more of a professional and kind of can take a, a different perspective yeah. is really helpful. Like, how did you find the process of kind of opening up to family and friends about your experience being bullied? Mm. Um, Like, I think my family... They're really supportive, like, and open, and, you know, I always <laughs> vent to them nowadays, and they're totally, like, supportive, and I know they would have been that way when I was younger, but it's like, we were all dealing with our own personal stuff, mm-hmm. and I think you can feel that as a kid, and it's like, you don't want to add to the burden, right? Yeah. So, yeah, it's like, even when things are pretty open, which a lot of people don't have that, yeah. where they, their parents are really closed off. Um, to their feelings and whatnot. So it's like, even though I had that, I still couldn't talk to them, which is what's kind of scary too. Mm -hmm. And my friends were great and I still didn't want to talk to them um, about it. So, but I actually was thinking about um, this program called like Big Sister, Little Sister. Oh, okay. Um, I think that's the name of it. I could be getting that wrong. But um, it's a program here in Vancouver and basically it's like you can sign up as like an adult to kind of mentor a younger girl. Yeah, I think there's big sisters and I think there might even be big brothers as well. Yeah, I think yes, there is, yeah. So, which is good because yeah. kind of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I had a friend who actually signed up and had, you know, a little sister for a little while and yeah. um, shared her experience oh, yeah. of it being very rewarding. Not easy yeah at all um you know you have to make sure you're going in knowing that you're going to be with a child who may have a lot of trauma or something going on in their life and uh, that's difficult for them to express but yeah it's great that programs like that exist right totally just having someone who's older but not too much older maybe Mm -hmm. it's uh nice hearing their perspective too because we did have like a family friend who um, she was like in high school when we were in primary school um, in Scotland and yeah. my sister actually the other day said like she like saved me because there's times where my sister was like almost physically bullied because again different experience for my siblings mm-hmm. but um, she would say like oh I'm so and so's cousin and like we're in blood related but she was like tell them you're my cousin yeah. and then they'd be like oh you're her cousin and they wouldn't touch her <laughs> So it was just like having that older mentor to be like, no, yeah. if you tell them that you're my cousin, they won't touch you like that kind of thing. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. So it was like, oh, that's that's nice. And just being able to talk to her and stuff. And yeah. 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 It is good to have someone It's maybe not quite family, mm-hmm. just like, yeah, another perspective. But definitely having the older kids who, <laughs> yeah. you know, who've can, been through it a little bit. Exactly. Who yeah. can kind of help you out is amazing. So what would you tell your younger self now? I think I would just, it's like, I know I would, if I said it to my younger self, like she wouldn't take it in. She'd be like, oh, whatever. What the hell do you know? But it's like, just don't take what other people say about you so seriously like don't mm. put so much weight on it because it's like they don't actually even know you yeah and you don't even know yourself yet you're still figuring it out so you're taking a judgment that someone's making and like taking it as fact yeah. you know yeah and it's like you might say that like honey nut cheerios are good and then five other people might think they're <laughs> bad so it's like oh what i'm just gonna take your opinion and yeah. roll with it like no 
so it's just yeah it's like don't put so much weight on a negative thing focus on the people who are telling you positive things yeah yeah um and also i would say that like don't judge your body and how you look so much because that really doesn't matter at the end of the day like the things that matter and carries through your whole life is your personality mm-hmm. and your like your kindness and who you actually are as a person yeah and like your looks will change and fluctuate if you're clinging on to that and you're like oh like i'm skinny and then you gain a bunch of weight you're gonna be like distressed because you're not you don't have that thing that you put so much value in anymore yeah. and that's a natural part of life for our bodies to go through changes yeah. and our looks to go through changes you have like wacky haircuts and then you have a good haircut and then no. if you might lose your hair you know what I mean like those yeah. things are just you can enjoy them but it's really not important in the scope of things yeah you know I love that I love that yeah I mean our bodies change for sure we'll go great although I think grey hair is super sexy I do too <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited to get grey hair. <laughs> yes. um, but yeah, it's it's so true. Like, those things really don't matter. It's who you are at the end of the day, how you treat other people. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's really beautiful. Well, Jade, this has been awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much for your wise words. And uh, you're an incredibly kind person. So oh, I you. definitely recommend everyone check out Jade's podcast. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, what's your social media handle so they can find you there? It's just my name. So Jade Pattenden. P-A-T-T-E-N-D-E-N Perfect, yeah Yeah. So make sure to follow Jade And yeah, thank you so much for being here Thank you for having me, you're the best Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Uncomfortable. Now, please make sure that you listen to Jade's podcast, I'm an Adult, Now What? It's over on iTunes and your favourite podcast player. You can also find out more about Jade on her website, jadepattenden.com. And that's J-A-D-E-P-A-T-T-E-N-D-E-N.com. And of course, I'll post those links in the show notes. Now, if you enjoyed our conversation or you have any comments of your own that you would like to share, then you can head over to this episode's page on our website, uncomfortable.blog, and you can post them in the comments box. Now, you can also follow us on social media. We are at uncomfortable.blog on Facebook and Instagram and uncomfy underscore podcast on Twitter. If you enjoyed what you heard, then please head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a glowing review and make sure to hit all five of those stars. You can also support us on a monthly basis by becoming a patron and pledging as little as two to five dollars per month. Now, your generous pledges will help keep this little podcast on its pod feet by covering costs such as website and podcast hosting, editing software and equipment upgrades thanks once again for tuning in now please go out there and get uncomfortable